Happy Visitor Friend Day, Sean. Happy Visitor Friend Day, Melanie. Can you believe it? We're next to each other yeah. and I'm touching you. That's so cute. In the same room. Same room. I just pinched your arm and you didn't touch me back. That says <laughs> not. There we go. <laughs> it says so much about this relationship. <laughs> uh, well, we're up to episode... Um, I've just looked at the iPad because we have it as a reference. Oh, hey, London. We have a special guest. We have London here today. Little dog. What would she, you like to say? She's looking up with adoring eyes. Adoring eyes, but not looking at me, looking at the snacks that we have to record the podcast. Mm, she's a bit overwhelmed because we had our friend's Irish wolfhound stay for a sleepover. And as much as she loved the company, he is so much bigger than her. And I think she thought for half a minute that she was dying and we were going to replace her with this giant puppy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, we could. We won't. She just ran away. Yeah, she just ran off. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) No, I think she was telling Beth, um, the first eliminated contestant from Canada, episode one of season two, to piss off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, we are up to episode eight. Eight, mate. Eight, mate. <laughs> and finally, Scarlet's gone. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not for her. I actually, yeah, I've actually liked her in her closing interviews, though. She's like, she's talked about her time on. She's kind of been like, yeah, look, I cringe at every one of those moments. Yeah, yeah. I watched that too. Where yeah. she was saying, like, um, I was waiting for her. Um, sometimes you get a lot of these queens that go on there and they say, oh, it's all about the editing. and blah, blah, blah. But um, she was like, no, 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 no. Like, I was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, most... Yeah, I think, like, a lot of... Like, some others, she's, she's kind of said, like, you get into that headspace where you just go a bit nuts eventually. Yeah. <laughs> comp- nuts competition made. Yeah. And we had, who won last week? Kitty finally won. So Yay. she's like toting around, super stoked. Thank fuck. That took long enough. Yeah. Oh, she, had her, she has her fugly, fugly sachet. Oh, yeah. She got a sash. <laughs> <laughs> she got a sash. That was fun. Yeah. You've got to love it. First challenge win and it's the fugly pageant. It's the fugly pageant. <laughs> <laughs> but as usual, she just is just super stoked just to be there. She's adorable as anything about yeah. it. Yeah. I think she's one of the only contestants. There's not that many, and I'm talking like the whole Drag Race franchise. Her and Ella Day are probably one of the some of the only contestants that even when they've had like a really bad time in the competition, they're just like, it's not a bad time. It's just a competition. Yeah. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think they've kept really good mindsets. The whole time. Yeah. Which is, yeah. She's just happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think, is, I think is fair enough. I mean, it's, it's a good attitude to have around something like that. Just being like, when am I going to get this opportunity again? Who knows? Maybe... Maybe again, maybe never. So I'm going to have the best time ever. Yeah. The way that they've been in this uh, in this competition has been myself when I was at Kmart the other day. There wasn't anything at Kmart and it was a total shit fight and there was nothing on the shelves. And if it wasn't on the shelves, it was on the floor or sold out. But I was like, hey, I'm happy to be here. That's what Kmart's like and that's what Kmart's <laughs> about. Oh, the one near me is just, it's just so Darrow. I don't understand why. It's probably one of the worst Kmarts, actually. It's so bad. It's its so bad. 
<sighs> well, anyway, so we start episode eight and they're all sitting on the lounge and they're all debriefing and very awkward conversation because you have Vanity Milan just being like, so you guys haven't lip synced. I've just won the third one. <laughs> You're scared of me? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we think you're next to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she's like, are you threatened? And they're like, nah. <laughs> I don't know what else you would say to that. Yeah. I mean, it was a very good lip sync, but her first two weren't that amazing. It was just this one was really good. No, I don't think she should have won the first lip sync she won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, who who was the second one against? The second one was against. Okay, so there was yeah, Electro Fence was a, a Electro Fence that shouldn't have happened. The next one, fuck, I've gone or totally. That, or that one, that one could have been a double save oh, if they it, wanted it to be. Was it Veronica? It would have been a much better double save. Was it Veronica? Was it Veronica? Yes, it was. I think it was Veronica. It was Veronica. Yeah. A lot of people think that should have been a double save as well. Yeah, because everyone loves Veronica. I think I said that too. Well, I didn't understand why they didn't do that purely because Victoria left the competition. Because every other time that's happened, when they've had Eureka leave or, you know, whoever, they're just like, you know, because she's left the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Eureka and Willem, they're like, there'll be no elimination today because this bitch has left. Yeah, pretty much. They do their suspense moment where they're both like, we just fought for our lives. Yeah. And then... Willem, step forward. <laughs> Eureka, step forward. And then they look back all shocked. <laughs> Any other person that's banged a contestant or with a bung knee, step forward. <laughs> if you got bung knee, step forward. <laughs> the knee the knee person of the season. Oh, Willem didn't sleep with a contestant. I can't remember what she did. I've heard about three different versions and they've all come from her mouth. So there's been a lot of different versions of that. So what's happened? I don't know. Do I care about it? No. Yeah, I don't really care anymore either. Everyone just like, okay, mate. Mm. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but I I just thought it was funny how um Kitty's like, yeah, you'd probably be the next one to go purely just out of you know math, and she's like, well, you know, I don't, you know, aren't you all threatened? They're like, no. I actually don't remember her wearing this outfit. Do I have amnesia? She wasn't wearing that outfit That's when she lip synced. That was the, okay. Yeah. That was yeah gonna say. Right at the start of the lip sync, she was like. Dun, 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 dun. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and then she starts strutting the stuff. Clearly a memorable lip sync. <laughs> actually, I really loved that lip sync. It no, it was one. good. I was just looking at her outfit. I'm like, you didn't walk on the runway with that outfit. Yeah. She was smart enough to prepare a reveal. It was one of those like river didn't want you couldn't have done that i know <laughs> i still don't i still don't understand that she didn't even wear pants yeah bitch I mean, you know there's a problem when me melanie driver is saying you need to wear pants i've got pants i've got like half pants on today i don't want to wear pants the only reason i did that is because i had work today <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean we shouldn't hold it against river for too long i mean she's cool so Oh, yeah, she's cool. I like her, so. Yeah, she was cool. I just, I, I don't know. She, you know yeah. at the end of every episode. She said that she was broke and everything. So, I mean, like similar deal to. Oh, her pants. Just in general, she was really broke making, making oh. her own outfits and everything. 
So watching Kitty being paraded around on this table, it hurts. I put on some <laughs> weight during lockdown. I lost 10 kilos before I got married. I put on just short of two kilos. Well, actually, I, I lost 10 kilos and I put on a kilo and a half because I got my period the day of my wedding. And then during lockdown, I've put on, I reckon, like six, seven kilos. So I have to try and lose it again. And so I'm quite bloated and vulnerable and all of that. And I say this as we've got freaking Tim Tams and shit. But looking at, look, I'll, I'll show you what I mean. Looking at <laughs> Kitty Scott Claus being paraded around on this table as being the winner of the Fugly Pageant 2021, I'm looking at how cinched she is and I feel like I'm going to vomit. I don't think, oh, that's not her. That's just me. Because it's... <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> oh, shit. We've got the iPad in the background. There it is. We've got the iPad in the background just to reference. I'm fast forwarding backwards and forwards and just trying to talk over the top to try and make it better as I try to get to the right bit. It's almost there. It's almost there. Please hold. Mm-mm-mm. Please hold. <sighs> Not you, mate. Not you, mate. Oh, my God. Just go. See what I mean? <laughs> She put, she put another wig on for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I mean, more so because she's so like. She's, well, she's got all the padding on still. Yeah. And the dudes, obviously. Yeah. But she's like up on the table and I'm just like, mate, I can barely get up and down out of this chair that I'm sitting in right now. And it's a koala chair. So she'd be comfortable. It is comfortable. I wish, I wish I could say that koala have sponsored this episode. <laughs> koala, if you're listening. I've got your mattress, I've got your chair, and I've got your pillows. Please sponsor us. Sponsor us, Koala. (laughs) Seriously, they're the best mattresses ever. Yeah. All right, so next day in the workroom, they've all run in and they're twerking and they're dabbing (laughs) and they're doing all the other cool kids stuff. Oh, Lord. Mm. Ella's, I mean, Kitty's still got her sachet on. (laughs) It's a sash. You're chucking a Roxy. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> but Ella of a day does make a comment where she's like, well, maybe next, maybe you'll be the next to sashay away because it's a sash. Why do they say sashay? Sashay means walk away. Oh. Uh, actually, hang on. Let me, let me Google. Sorry, Ikea. I'm going to have to move that browser for another day. So sashay. Oh my God. Meaning. <laughs> Sashay, as in spell S-A-S-H-A-Y, walk in an ostentatious yet casual manner, typically with exaggerated movements of the hips and shoulders. Louise, then the example they've given is Louise was sashaying along in a long black dress. Not to be mistaken by sashay. Oh, so it's like a it's like a dance term. No, it's literally just like walking, like like a like a model would walk. You know, like... Uh, uh, but, like, dancers would probably say it more often. Oh, I'm not a dancer, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know, kitty know. cats. But once we know. get to the next sequin... <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that's sachet as in S-A-S-H-Y. Not to be sta- mistaken with sachet as in, like, you know, sachet of sugar. Mm, a sachet, sachet of sugar. Salt. That's right. Yeah, they're two and different it's spelled things. Differently. It is spelt differently, but it's I like can't a C H E T, I think. Yeah, something like that. 
It's really stupid spelling. <laughs> yeah, cat <Yeah>. agrees. <laughs> All right, so RuPaul comes back into the workroom. I don't think yeah. we have a mini everyone, challenge for this. Everyone get ready for Mel to talk about his suit. <laughs> oh, he just wore black. <laughs> he, <did. laughs> he just wore black with a purple scarf. Yeah, that's pretty boring this time. It is an eggplant purple chiffon scarf mm. with a deep charcoal black suit. How is that? Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> I just, I don't understand. Normally I don't give a shit about what he's wearing. Every now and then I'll be like, oh, that's a fun suit. But he's worn like three variations of the exact same suit. Mm. And two of them were two weeks in a row. And then when he didn't do that, he wore a blue suit with a shirt that matched the previous suits. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he's just feeling some certain inspo this season. <laughs> Or maybe it's his sponsors being like, we want you to wear this colour palette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, burgundy suits are coming in. I mean, not at the time when we needed them. Of course not. <laughs> Fucking struggle bus of the century. Yeah, they'll be back like the year, a year later and it'll be like, everyone's wearing this colour suit now. Yeah, and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm finding that now, like greens are coming in this fashion as well. And I said to Adrian yesterday, I'm like, you were getting a goddamn green suit. I don't give a shit <laughs> if you like it or not. And he put it on and he's like, oh, it's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, I told you. So, because green's my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have a mini challenge? They don't. Um, no, I don't think they do. No, they don't. Thank God. I think they've got too much work to do. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So what are they doing for the main challenge, Sean? Bra Wars. What's that? Um, I feel like this is a very similar challenge to um, that one in season three, where um, where they were doing like a sci-fi spoof. Yeah. It's very similar to that. It yeah. is actually. I was trying to remember what season it was, and I'm like, Sean will be able to tell but me. Yeah, I think they're, te- they're technically just spoofing a variety of sci-fis. Oh, yeah, like heaps of stuff. Yeah, in this one they do quite a few. This is like a mix of like Barbarella, but also Doctor Who, but also Star Wars, and also The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. I need to open these, hang on. It's a fun combo. I hate these packets. Don't mind me. I think, yeah, I think Kitty decided on the roll. Yeah, so because Kitty won the challenge, you can open yours if you want. And then I'll just edit it out. <laughs> Thank you, Daryllee. <laughs> <laughs> this episode could potentially be sponsored by Daryllee and, and Koala. So, guys, get to it. Yeah. Which, eventually Arnett's as well. And Arnett's. And, rem- and remedy, mer- and remedy, remedy, and this and this lady in the tramp water bottle that I got from Target. So Target could sponsor us as well, or Disney. I'm wearing Wish as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing JJ's. I'm wearing a double JJ's on like ensemble. Are these shorts? Are these shorts are the general pants? 
Oh, I'm wearing these three quarter <laughs> pants that I got when I was on my honeymoon in the Northern Territory because I was wearing full jeans and I was like, oh my God, it's too fucking hot. And my big mouth t-shirt that I wear when I'm being lazy. I'm like, actually, what's the brand? I can handle the brands from there. Oh, Insight. Insight. Oh, I don't want to promote that. Insight, Wish, Target, Daryly, Koala, Arnott's, and they're, Remedy. They're way too expensive. I don't want to promote Insight. <laughs> <laughs> but they could sponsor us. I mean, I love them and they look amazing, but they're so expensive. Okay. Yeah, but they could sponsor us. So that they could, like, give us money to talk about how totally worth it Insight clothing is. That's true. And it lasts. It feels good and it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So if you want that type of good, <laughs> if you want that good type of product placement material, sponsor us <laughs> at Bring Back the Mustard at Hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Bring Back the Mustard at Gmail dot com. <laughs> <laughs> at Gmail. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Actually, you know what I noticed the other day when I was editing. Um, we've never mentioned the name of the podcast. We've just gone, oh, you know, we've labeled it. Oh, this is bring back the mustard, but we've we never do, gone. We do forget. Yeah. <laughs> bring back the mustards. I've had a couple of people when I've talked about it verbally, they're like, why is it bring back the mustard? And I'm like, well, because etc. etc. when she did the under the sea runway and, Drag Race Down Under, it was like a mustard colour and she made this comment in the confessional, bring back the mustard. And also, there was nothing as catchy as bring back the mustard. The So Kitty's got claws, because she won last week, she gets to cast everybody. I... <laughs> I need to, we need to apologize to Kitty because the first episode we were fucking idiots and didn't get her name. And now it, she's like rubbing it in her face, in our face constantly because what she's done is because she's casting everyone, she's decided to open her, her own talent agency and it's called Kitty Scott Talent Agency. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like this woman, how this did, man. How did we not get him? Fucking idiot. Every time, every time someone listens to it, listens oh, when, to the podcast. When I re-listen to it, I'm always like, what is wrong? What is wrong with us? Like, the two, because it wasn't just you and it wasn't just me. It was the both of us. So that's a concern. We were both, like, in sync with our ignorance. <laughs> Ignorant white people. We're very what, white. What more can I say? We are white. <laughs> we're sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> So Kitty kind of opts, she kind of feels out what everyone is wanting to, like what parts they want to play, but also she's getting them to audition, which I think is a smart move, don't you think? Yeah. And I love all her confessional moments where she's just making like, audi- like auditioner jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, we'll call you. She's so good. <laughs> I'm like, that's, about, that's enough for us today. <laughs> She's such good value. <laughs> she's she's such good value. She'd be so fun to work with. Yeah. And the thing is, she'd actually be very good. Like, one, she'd be fun. But two, she'd be good to work with. Because, and yeah. her and Ella Day, because you know that whatever you give them, even if it's that shitty, those two shitty commercials, they're both going to still deliver. Like, they're going to have fun while they're doing it, but they're going to put the real work in at the same time. It's... That's, what, that's, that's who you want to work with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I've worked with some very talented people, but they're fucking awful to work with. Yeah. 
Yeah, such as you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were literally saying before that we loved it when we used to carol together. And then the mm. people that would hire us to carol, they'd always try and put us together because they were like, oh, they're really good together. I'm like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You want to be us. The dream team. Dream team. Um, yeah, nothing else rhymes with yeah. that. Standouts. <laughs> so I guess the only real um, character that... No one's really fighting over characters. Like they, I think the editors mm. tried to edit it like they were, but I, I don't think they were. They, I think... Sort of. They were, they were like... It was like Crystal was just like, I don't want this role. And she didn't actually say another role she wanted, though. From memory. I think she mentioned that she may potentially be interested in either the head or the um the th- the gold guy from I'm not into Star Wars. Sorry. Darth Vader, the Vader. No, the gold one. Oh the three PO thing. C three PO? Yeah. Was that the role? Yeah. So no, no, no. I just made that up. I lied. That didn't happen. Um, so she was talking about potentially doing the, um, YOLO or the... That was the role she didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't want the head. She didn't want the 3PO one. Cause that was the model. That was the model. Yeah. And she was like, I don't, yeah, I want to not be typical. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, like you're right at the end of the competition now. So this is like to get to top three. Or, you know, the fine pretty much to get into the final. It's it's that point where it's like Yeah, like I don't know, I think you can be done with the whole I wanna show them something new thing and just do what you know you're good at. Yeah. 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 No, I I think yeah, but but overall but everyone I, seems pretty happy. But I get, I, I get her concern. Yeah. I agree with the casting choice because um when Kitty sort of read it out, I was like, oh, that, that all makes, makes sense. Yeah, I think so too. I know they were sort of making out like YOLO, the head isn't much of a role, but that is, that is actually a really big role. They're all actually equally as big roles as each other. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, the head one can be hard, but yet again, like Darian Lake won, won as a head once. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Any role can be a good role. Mm. Yeah. No, it's very, it's... It obviously depends on the dialogue, but also like acting isn't just with your body. Like a lot of it is, exp- it's you know, expressing yeah. your emotions. The, the sound in your voice you make. And yeah, that's it. The eyes. And, yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's the role I probably would have wanted if I was doing this. Who? What role would you want? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I would probably also want um the villain because I love villains. I probably would have, yeah, I probably, I'd probably want the villain or I'd want, um, yeah, I'd probably want the C-3PO model one, actually. No. I figured that's what you would say. <laughs> but I love playing a villain, too. Yeah. I think I'd more so want the head because I'm not as confident in acting and, like, just being the head and a puppet, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's just silly. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. This is an opportunity just to be really silly. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, all the roles are actually pretty good this time. There was no like boring lead character role, which I like. Yeah. Because like, I've, 
Yeah, I, I never fought for those roles ever. I was never like, oh, I want to be the lead. The leads are so boring in some things. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And a lot of the leads, they have like a heap more lines and you kind of... I think being the lead, it can one... Well, it can work one of two ways. One, the focus is all on you and so they're not looking at anyone else. But, the you know, and that's the pro. And the con of that is everyone's looking at you and they're not looking at everyone else. So if you're really yeah. bad at the role, you're going to shine. You're going to be a shiny turd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it can it can go well, though. But, mm. yeah. Yeah. We're in the space where they're actually... Not they're not rehearsing, like they're actually filming it. Objectively looking at this just a way keeping in mind like we have already watched it, but when you first watch this, did you have any concerns for who was gonna be in the top, who was gonna be in the bottom concerns, who's gonna be in the top? Did you have any concerns for anybody just watching this? This part with Michelle? I was I was kind of unsure. I didn't I mean, they, they made it look like Vanity wasn't doing that well, but, and same with Ella, but mm. I don't know. I kind of question, I always question it with Ella because they tend to do that with her a lot. Like in the trailer, they make it look like she's going to struggle and then she's just fine. <laughs> it makes me wonder if they've done that with the editing with her because, because she's so good at everything is that is that fair for me to say she's so good at everything i think so she's good at everything yeah um (laughs) it's just that thing that they like you know targeting the struggle i actually remember um this story has nothing to do with me but it is the season that i was on x factor where they got to like this was like when they were doing like the live shows on tv the lady natalie conway amazing singer by the way Natalie Conway. Um, she was in like the top 10 or whatever. She was by far the best singer there. She was also stunning. Like she does like a lot of dance music stuff now. Like she's fucking stunning and she's an amazing singer on top of that. But anyway, there was this one week where they got her to sing. I can't remember what the song was, but she was singing something and they had like a massive fan and so what happened was she actually lost her voice for the following week. And this whole episode, they're like, oh, she's lost her voice. What is she going to do? And all this sort of stuff. And then, like, then she fixes it because she's not a dickhead. She just ate some pineapple and some licorice and just banged it out. That's what you do. <laughs> you know, TV magic. <laughs> I loved this. Um, I, I loved what Ella was wearing the wig and stuff. Yeah. Was this her outfit or was this like the outfit that they supplied? I don't know. I mean, maybe they supplied some of the costume. I don't know. Yeah. Cause this was nuts. Yeah. They, I mean, they probably have to supply something, right? Cause it's not like they're going to be. Yeah. Because they wouldn't have these specific costumes as such. Yeah. Hmm. It's like saying, yeah, same with Crystal. I doubt she probably just had a robot. Yeah. Costume. Although it does fit. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they probably can work something up. Yeah. They were, well, I mean, it looks pretty stretchy, that fabric. Yeah. That's the thing. They could probably get everything with like a last stain in it. Yeah, they probably have like a costume person that's like. Yeah. Know, in charge of these stuff, these things. 
Mm. Or team, not person. A team. That yeah. That would be a team. Yeah. Who do you, what do you think about um, Vanity Milan's outfit? Who do you think would have supplied that black on black with blue hood? <laughs> mm. Oh, with the, with the blank hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the best she's looked. <laughs> Don't joke. Because <laughs> uh, I thought the same. <laughs> no, that's a joke. No, she okay. did actually. She did. She did actually look very nice. I loved her in that orange outfit last week. Yeah, I thought she actually did pretty good last week. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I had concerns. I didn't actually, I was of the same opinion of you where I was like, well, Olivia is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's literally just going to be, not everyone gets it perfect every time. I think I'm, you too, know? I'm too predictive with these things. I'm always trying to be like, I reckon they're going to pull this type of thing. Mm. I can't just watch it anymore. I think um, <laughs> now that we're reviewing this, we're like taking a lot more of like a... <laughs> A focus on what the producers are doing. We're fucking watching you, WoW Presents. I'm telling you now. Mm. Um, <laughs> but still invite us on as, um, you know, guest judges for Down Under. Please. <laughs> um, I had concerns for Vanity and Crystal. Purely because I was like, mm. well, Crystal and Vanity are not as experienced as the other two. Yeah. And there's only four left, so... Yeah, I had a feeling Crystal might not do as well as well. <laughs> yeah. Not because she was bad, just because it's like, you know She was also talking about her struggle a fair bit. Yeah. So. Who's got the yeah. bigger who's got the bigger resume? It comes down to that, you know. Yeah. Plus there's only four of them now. It's like even if she, yeah, it's at that point where like even if they do well, if there's that little thing yeah. That's going to put them in the bottom. Well, yeah, because she did mention that she, um, she mentioned, you're right, she mentioned that she had dyslexia as well, so she kind of struggled with lines and stuff. Yeah. Dyslexia is a struggle bus because a lot of people, like, I, I've had a couple of students that are dyslexic, and the thing is, a lot of the time, you don't understand, you think it's like they're just not... I know I had this one student for ages. I was like, I feel like I send you home with this homework and then you come back and you've not done anything and you've got all this potential. I remember having this rant at her, just being like, you've got all this potential and you're just not putting the work in and blah, 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 blah. And then it turned out what happened was she was too embarrassed to tell me that she was dyslexic. So whatever I was writing in her homework book, she was just freaking out about it. (laughs) I was like... Oh shit! So I ended. I mean, it doesn't excuse the fact that she wasn't practicing because I also used to audio record the lessons every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I apologized and then said, "But also, we audio record the the lessons every week." So, <laughs> oh, but good for her for giving it a bloody crack. They're getting ready for the runway and they're back in the workroom and Ella Day starts, you know, she just openly asks the question, has anyone ever felt unsafe going out in public just in just being a gay person? And she mentions, you know, if you've had to get ready, partially ready and drag at home and everyone starts talking about how um, I think Ella Day said something. She was walking her dog with her partner 
and some guy was just like, you fucking faggot. If you turn around, I'm going to beat your head in. And, um, and Vanity talks about how her and her husband, I think she said her husband is white, but because she's like black, she gets like, they don't do any PDAs because then people will rip into them about being gay as well. And just being racist and homophobic. Mm. Um, pretty fucked. Yeah. And it's, it's not that surprising really. It's, it's like depend. It always depends where you go. I feel like here, here it's like certain areas you're very unlikely to get it. But yet again, it can still happen. I think on Mardi Gras night, like we'd we'd heard of something like that, like in um in the Newtown area, which mm. is like that's like a very queer a queer friendly area. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very alternative in Newtown. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it still commonly happens. I think like. Yeah, every, every year at Mardi Gras, I always, like, I always plan ahead, like, when... Because I, I generally wear, like, very limited clothing, but I wear, like, a lot of, like, boas and sometimes a little bit of, like, glittery makeup and things. So I always plan ahead my drive to it. Like, if I'm going to get a coffee, I, like, I get it before I put anything on and... Yeah. It's pretty messed up that that's what you need to do. Yeah. Um, I... I mean... I know, I know for me, growing up in Liverpool, I never liked, like, the school I went to, a lot of the time I didn't get home until 8.30 or 9 o'clock or something. And I'd be sitting there waiting at the train station and sometimes my parents couldn't come and get me and then I'd have to walk home. And that was always the scariest thing because I always had people yelling out at me. And I'm not gay. I'm just a woman, you know? So I can only imagine, like, that. that's me just you know, just going out and not having much prejudice against me. So I can only imagine the amount of just fear and anxiety. I mean, when they were saying that they don't like holding hands with their partners in public and stuff, I'm just like, that's so messed up. Yeah. And I mean, it can happen. I mean, it can happen to you when you're by yourself, even not dressed like that gay. I think I was like, I think I got, yeah, some like lad, some lad kid asked me for a cigarette, like outside a shopping center a year or two ago. And I was, I was sort of like, what? And then, and then he said it again. And I was like, no, whilst I I kept walking away and then like sort of just fast walked to the car. And then he just kept screaming out, faggot. What a dickhead. Yeah. What a fucking dickhead. But yeah, most people are just like, yeah, that's, that's normal. (laughs) Just because it's normal doesn't mean that it's right. And I think that's that that's the issue here. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Yeah. And then it can get worse in certain areas. I think, like, outs- oh, God, there were, like, nights out where, like, I, my friend used to live next to a servo. And, um... Oh, shit. At the servo, um... We, we would always, like, get back from, like, our night out and then, like, be doing something. But, yeah, my friends didn't notice it because they were trying to steal some type of, like... V sign. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> right. They, they used to do that when they were drunk, but, but, um, but, um, yeah, the, yeah, these stupid, stupid guys in their car just kept screaming things out at me. And I was like, whilst I was, I think I was buying cigarettes or something, but I was just kind of like, oh my God. <laughs> like, and you're not yeah. really, do- you're just doing something. I mean, all I was doing was just buying something at like a service station window. Mm. Just very mundane 
everyday thing. I mean, you don't smoke anymore, so it's not an everyday thing. It is now, but yeah. Yeah, but back then it was like an everyday, just chore thing. Yeah. They they do... It was literally just for standing there. Yeah, they do move into another topic, or like sort of similar, but slight divergent, where they start talking about um, people filling them up when they're in drag. Yeah. You hear you hear a lot about a lot of that stuff actually. There's lots of videos online now too of like of the fame of a lot of the the famous drag race queens like calling out there the crowds for being awful. Yeah, and so they should. Yeah. So they should. I relate to this a lot. Like when um I'm not a drag queen, but I know when I've gone places, um I remember one time I did a, I was doing a gig. I was doing like an acoustic set at a bar. I can't remember where it was. I think it was over near Newtown somewhere. And I was sitting on my stool and this guy just kind of sat, he kind of just kept on getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And then he actually pulled out his dick. Oh my God. And I kind of like wrapped up the set because it was luckily it was like the last set of the night anyway and bouncers wouldn't do anything and I couldn't say or do anything we're talking like 12 years ago or something yeah because I was like singing (laughs) and I'm trying to be professional so I was like what 20 I was 19 I was a lot younger than that I was 19 so a while ago and I felt like I couldn't say anything because I was just trying to work just trying to earn a living and after the set, I went into the bathroom just before I went home and the guy actually, he too went into the men's bathroom, but he stood at the door waiting for me. And so as soon as I went to yeah. open the bathroom door to come out, he was just standing there and he tried touching me. So, <laughs> like, and that was, that was just awful it was that thing of like and it it does make you feel like shit because you're like what because i'm trying to like because i'm on a stage you feel like it's okay to to do that yeah it's it's sexual assault i don't give a shit what anyone says it 100 percent is if you try and like grab somebody but um i was watching um adrian hasn't seen this episode of drag race yet but he will because he's an ally and he's really keen to watch it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we were watching um, this cartoon called um, Tuka and Birdie. It's made by the same people that... Well, it's made by the same... It's made by the woman who's the artist behind Bojack Horseman. And it's about these two birds. And they're like people. They're like people. They're ladies. But they're like... Take anthropomorphic... What do they call it? Anthropomorphic... Whatever. Anyway, Tuka yeah. and Birdie. Very pro-femme cartoon but I was re-watching the first season last night and when I watched it with my husband a few years ago he was like I don't I don't think I get this I think this is I just don't think I understand a lot of these themes and I think it's because he's male but I love it because it's so pre um pro-female but there was this episode there's these constant themes in it where women are like just trying to work or they're trying to you know 
just do everyday mundane things and guys are just constantly like trying to touch them or trying to hit on them or just making them feel really uncomfortable. And Adrian, um, and I met, um, and I turned to Adrian as I started getting a bit emotional and I turned to Adrian and said, this is why I love this cartoon because no one understands that this is what women go through every single day. I'm like, I couldn't tell you. And he goes, that's so awful. And, um, he was like, yeah, he goes, I know you've said it's happened to you. And I said, I can't even count the number of times that stuff like this has happened to me. So it's concerning that you've got drag queens out there and because they're like in a costume, essentially people just think, and especially it fucking shame. It's really embarrassing to hear that females are doing that. You know, they're just grabbing at them. I'm just like, you don't like to be grabbed. So why are you grabbing at them? You know, it's just gross. Yeah, it's 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 such a shame that people just Yeah. It's a shame the world the world the world ends up being that way, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really gross. So I know it's an uncomfortable I just before we started talking about this, I actually asked you, I said, Did you want to talk about this? Because I'm cool to talk about it, but I know it's very confronting because I know that both of us have had Similar experiences of either someone touching you when you don't want them to touch you or making you feel uncomfortable or just in instances where you physically don't feel safe, not in a sexual way, but I mean as in like someone threatening to bash you or stalking you or, you know, whatever. Um, But I will say this, as much as it's very uncomfortable and as much as it's very gross and I hate that we have to have this conversation I'm glad that places like Drag Race, as much as the producers are trying to poke and prod conversation, this is the kind of conversation I'm glad they are poking and prodding. Yeah, I think it does a good thing to keep having the conversation. It's it's the type of thing, if you don't talk about it, the problem mm. gets worse. Yeah. There's actually, um, going back to this cartoon, Duke and Birdie, for like half a second, then I'll stop talking about it for the rest <laughs> of Drag Race UK. There's this one episode where, have you seen it? No, I only watched, like, some of the first episode. Okay. Well, there's this episode of Tuka and Birdie. Didn't mean to smack the microphone. There's a particular episode. It's it's over a couple of episodes. The main One of the main characters, Birdie, she decides to... She gets offered, like... She works an office job, but she gets offered this baking... Like, a baking apprenticeship um, that she does at night time. Some nights, like, a couple of nights a week or whatever it is. And she's in a committed relationship with this really cool dude. Like, he's genuinely a really cool guy. But she has a bit of a crush on the guy that owns the bakery. He's, like, this older, stronger, very slick, very dominant sort of guy. And she has a little bit of a crush on him. Mm. But he's teaching her something. She's meant to be, like, our age, like, early 30s. Yeah. And there's this scene where he's like, oh, I'm trying to make a banana roux. I'll show you, like, I'll show you. And she goes, oh, that's nice. And he actually grabs the back of her head and pushes her head into, like, the pot and stands behind her. So he's, like, pressed up against her. And she's feeling uncomfortable and she's kind of just going with it because he's like, oh, you need to smell the flavours and stuff. And immediately after that, she kind of, like, you know, she literally ruffles her feathers and then she runs into the bathroom And she's, like, having a panic attack, but then she starts masturbating, like, really manically. And that's how the episode closes. Sorry, guys. It's spoiler alert. But then what happens a couple of episodes, I think it's, like, the next episode or the one after that, there's this younger bird that gets an apprenticeship. 
And he tries to, like, she's like 20, 21, maybe. And she really looks up to Birdie and whatever. This guy, Pastry Pete, does the exact same thing. But the cool thing about it, he's like doing it. And then she turns around, she goes, dude, what the fuck? Like she, she screams at him, what the fuck? You can't fucking do that to me, you fucking pervert. And he was like, um, you need to calm down. He's, she's like, no, fuck you. And then just left. And I said to Adrian, I'm like, I hope that's the direction that we're moving in because people around about yeah. my age, you, that was still a thing that was happening. And you like, I remember for years, I'd be like, that wasn't really abuse. It's just, that's how he is. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe he's got a thing for me. It's that whole thing of like, maybe he just likes you and that's why he's hurt, you know, whatever. But mm. then this newer generation is like, no, 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 this is wrong. Fuck you. Yeah. So I'm hoping conversations like this in Drag Race will sort of propel that, like, you know, the next generation, the, the up and coming generation, that they can actually turn around and go, no, this isn't right. Yeah. You I know? Mean, I mean, I had to have a friend had to tell me that my teenage situation was abuse. Um, yeah. I won't go into any detail on it, but yeah, I had like a... It's okay. I had a sexual assault thing happen as a teenager. I think I was 13. And yeah, I think I, yeah, it wasn't until maybe I was 26 that I think I told, I told a friend about it, like whilst I was, yeah, this is when I was still very much an, an active alcoholic, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I let, I let it out and, um, they were like, yeah, it's abuse. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> that, that's happened yeah. a lot. I, I remember there was a guy that took me on a date a few years ago and, um, he took me on a date and after the date, I didn't even really like him that much. Like I had like a bit of a comp, but the thing is I'd just broken up with someone of like I'd been with my previous partner for seven years. I'd just moved out on my own and I'd been single for a year. And to be honest, the previous, when I broke up, when my ex and I broke up, I really had a hard time going through it because it wasn't a great relationship, but it doesn't change the fact that a breakup that long is really hard to kind of wrap your head around and just a lot of things were happening mm. and I'd made a few new friends I guess and they tried to sort of propel me into the dating world I didn't really feel comfortable with it but I kind of just went with it because I had a couple of people that I didn't really know that well going oh he really likes you and this and that and the other and I ended up reluctantly going on a date with this guy making out as if I was totally comfortable with it I was not comfortable with it but it was more so like I just you know I'm 28 now, I need to sort of, or 27 now, however however old I was, I need to sort of just try new things and not fall into old habits. So I was trying to really be better. Yeah. And the guy ended up, like I won't, again, I won't go into too much detail, but I ended up in a situation that I didn't want to have happen, but I felt obliged to. And then the guy actually, I, I just wanted him to leave, but... <laughs> The guy ended up sort of talking about, he accused one of my friends of trying to rape him. And I was like, oh my God, like, what do you even do? And really manipulative. And then he said that he always wants to try and kill himself and he has bipolar and he has all of the, this is the guy that I was dating, not, not my friend. Mm. Uh, well, I went on this one date with, and there was like six weeks of this dude just being really awful to me like verbally and every now and then wanting to come over and do what some whatever with me. And I didn't want him to, but I kind of felt like I had to because now he'd put me in this 
really vulnerable situation until eventually he was like, look, this is because I said to um, a couple of the, the people that tried setting us up, I'm like, I don't know what to do because he said all of these things. And it's making me feel really uncomfortable. But also he says he likes me, but like he's, you know, making me feel like shit and whatever. And the thing that I hate about that situation, I never wanted any of those things to happen. But all these other people around me were sort of saying, oh, but he really likes you. And I was like, this is the first time outside of the relation after my last relationship of me seeing somebody. So I think I owe it to myself. But really, I was just putting myself into another abusive relationship, you know. So it it does. But I, in a way, as much as it's pretty awful, I'm kind of glad. I'm not glad it happened. That's the wrong wording. But again, I'm relieved that when it was happening, I knew it was bad. Yeah. Because even when he would like, even when um, it was only like these people that were around me actually talked to him and said, you need to stop this. This isn't right. And then he backed off because apparently I was bad mouthing him to friends and stuff, which I wasn't. I was just saying what I thought had happened. Um, and so it was a blessing that that happened because it meant that I didn't have to talk to him ever again. He was gone, whatever. But, and all the other people surrounding him, I just told them, I, I can't talk to you anymore. That's it. That's, that's done. I don't have an interest, but I'm glad that that happened when I was 27 years old, not 19 or 20, because I think mm-hmm. as I look back on previous relationships that I'd had with people that have, I've wanted to date or I've been interested in, or I haven't even been interested in them. And, they've somehow just ended up dating me or doing something that I didn't want them to do. Yeah. And you kind of just, you know, forget, try and forget about it. And it's just really, really awful. But I think that's just how a lot of people, I think gay people, I think women, a lot of other sort of groups that have issues with this stuff. I think that's unfortunately how we're sort of conditioned that you just kind of have to tolerate it. Yeah. And, and deal with it. But now I'm, I'm glad for the Me Too movement. I'm glad about the conversations that they're having in Untucked where, you know, I want my kids to be able to watch it and just be like, yeah, I don't have to deal with that shit the mum had to put up with. Yeah, like even being able to, like, if, when we get to a day and age where just the early signs of it even coming getting close to it are enough for the person to be like, no, we're not, we're not entering this situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it is very uncomfortable and just really, really yucky to talk about. And it's totally gross, but I, I really think that there's power in speech, like growing up in a, growing up in a domestic violence household for years, I had to tell everyone that, um, at home was fine. And I remember for the longest time, like mainly in my teens, I would say to people, oh, I hate my parents. I hate my mum. Oh, but my mum feel your mum is so nice. I hate my dad. But it wasn't actually I hated my mum. It was I hated that everything that was happening at home, it could have stopped, but mm. it wasn't stopping. You know, it's just yeah. a very complicated feeling for a kid or just a person to have to go through. So in a nutshell very good conversation genuinely and i don't mean this in a sarcastic or jokey way that was a good chat (laughs) (laughs) 
right? It's timely. I think I, I just watched Bombshell last night. Mm. Finally. I meant to watch it when it was coming out, but yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Very I, heavy. Have, I haven't seen that one. It's like, well, yeah, it's like a, I guess it's a semi-biopic on, um, the me, like on, around the Me Too movement stuff, but, um, specifically like that, but the toxic environment at Fox News. Oh, okay. And, um, and Megyn Kelly's situation with that, this one thing, like, oh, he'd be like the, the runner of Fox News that then, forget his name now. But yeah, they almost made the Murdochs look good up until the very end. <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, the dad's awful. That's the sons may be okay. It's like, oh, oh, oh. They sort of went like, the sons might be alright, but they're the dad, no. no. <laughs> they were like, oh no, no. <laughs> One of the Murdochs um, is married to um, former, super, was she supermodel? Sarah O'Hare. Aussie act, um, Aussie model Sarah O'Hare. Yeah. Her surname is o- was O'Hare, but she has short hair. <laughs> oh, I thought it was funny as hair. a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Just a side note. <laughs> Charlie's Theron is a really good name. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, they're all pretty good names. Even yeah, Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie are good. It was like, it was an emotional one for Margot Robbie. Mm. She's good. She's a good chick. We're on the runway now. And what's the theme of the runway, Sean? Do you remember? Um, scene stealers. Scene stealers. <laughs> so they have to, I guess, do a runway in homage of character. They all did characters. So I think that might have yeah. been the brief. You have to do characters that were like, you know, total steam sealers. Yeah, stealers. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember if they said it had to be a character, but yeah, maybe. Mm. I'm just assuming so by what happened. So we had our first um, queen up, Crystal. Cruella. Yeah, I knew that would happen. Makes sense. It's a shame we didn't make any bets on it. Well, we didn't know <laughs> what this runway was going to be. Yeah, and she did great. But I mean, she looks gorgeous. Cruella is one of my favorite villains. Yeah, me too. She's she's stunning. Mm-hmm. Especially the Disney villains. She's just so good. I think I've, I've liked every version of Cruella, really. Yeah, Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah, they're both great. Yeah. Glenn Close was. So, I, I used to quote Glenn Close as a kid all the time from that movie. It was one of my favorite. I actually had a lot of um, garments. From that that live action of one hundred, like the Glenn Close one hundred one Dalmatians, yeah. I had um, a lot of her screen, um, a lot of stills of her in my wedding um, Pinterest page when I was trying to like build inspiration. Mm. <laughs> I think just for like shapes mm. and the feathers to, and the trims and stuff. I used to love the sketches from that movie. Mm. Yeah, they would be like, oh, they look so good. Yep, so good. The next queen we have, it was, um, Ella Day. my favorite book ever. One of my favorite movies ever. Mm. Oompa Loompa. Oompa from Loompa. Specifically, Loompa. specifically from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because the, like, it's in the film. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, fucking so fun because Oompa Loompas are not known for being sexy and gorgeous. It's amazing that she's made it. Yeah, she's made an attractive Oompa Loompa. It's very, mm-hmm. yeah. Next up, we have Vanity Milan. And look at that. She's wearing orange again. Mm. And she's wearing the wig from last week with a bucket on top with some hair on it. And yeah. what is she wearing around her pussy, Sean? She's wearing a bum bag or a fanny pack, whatever you want to call it. So I could be totally wrong. This may be the same fanny pack slash bum bag that she wore for the glamping challenge. I thought that one was just a black one. I don't know. Was it? That kind of concerns me more. That she's just cool to wear, you know, bum bags. She's just into bum bags. Yeah, look, if this was like... Mardi Gras parade or just a general parade, I'd be like, sure, use a use a bum bag or a fanny pack. Nope, backpack. <laughs> if you have to, I have. Even they have leg packs for that kind of thing, but now or thigh packs, but mm. strap thingies so you cannot do that. But now this is where I've got to be very careful with how I say this because hashtag ignorant white woman. I've not seen this movie before. I also haven't either. Um, I do tend to think... So when I was looking at the um, at the bio, it's like a film that came out in 1997. It was sort of like a buddy... Like a female buddy comedy. And it was like... It was a bit of a... It's a bit of a cult classic. And it's quoted on Wikipedia. It's considered a... There you go. It's considered a cult classic, especially for black Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, wearing orange again, I'm not even, not mad at it considering the reference. Clearly, Halle Berry wears orange in this film, so... Yeah, but... That's, she, not mad at that. Yeah, but, but she's worn orange a lot. It's kind of like all of her runways were shit, and then they were so, like, orange I mean, looks nice on you. She's like, okay. I mean, techni- and technically as well, she wasn't going... Like, she never planned to wear orange last week. It just it worked out in her favour that they had an orange outfit at the charity shop thing. Yeah, but, you know... So, she... I, I'll, I'll give her that bone, but I think... I'm just mad at the fanny pack. Mm. <laughs> I hate I hate the fanny pack. Yeah, I'm looking at the reference photos, and there is no fanny back... Sh- fanny back... Sh- fanny pack. She's wearing a belt. Yeah, she has a purse in one image. <sighs> that is not a belt. The purse is the same colour, I'll say that, but it's not a fanny pack. Yeah, I really hated this. It just wasn't right... It, yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't quite there. The wig was really bad. But yeah, I mean, I, I like, yeah, I can understand the choice of, of doing something Halle Berry's done. I mean, like, n- like taste and, damn it, I need to look up her, her name. But the, the, yeah, there was that conversation in the first episode last season when two of them did Naomi Campbell. And they were yeah. like, we really didn't have anyone to be inspired by growing up. Mm. Like, there wasn't much representation. Like, so I could say, yeah, fair mm. enough. Like, Halle Berry is probably yeah. a good choice. But, yeah. Mm. And the final runway we have is Kitty Scott Claus, and she's doing the Titanic. I loved it. It was really fun. I'm kind of with them on the reveal. I didn't get why she did that. <laughs> she, she ripped the skirt off. <laughs> I think she did it more for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I think because, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of her style as well to have the short skirt thing. It does seem to be her signature look. 
It- <laughs> Love the necklace. Dropping that gold. <laughs> yeah. It was so dumb, but I really loved it. I think that I think it was just meant to be campy and stupid. I think I'd want to do a similar thing. I'd want to do something like that, just making fun of the movie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she was like, "This is my favorite film." I'm like, "Of course it is." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was obsessed with it growing up too. I think like, I was eight, and I was immediately in love with it, memorizing every line. Why did you watch it when you were eight? I wasn't allowed to watch it when I was ten. I don't know. It's when it came out. Because I wanted to watch it. The mum's like, no. And then she watched it at the movie. I think mum watched it. I didn't know this. She watched it at the movies. And then she was like, nope. That was the one. (laughs) This was like the one area my parents were like a little bit progressive. Where they they would basically let us watch anything we wanted. But yeah, but then there were like random seasons of time where where mum went into like, no, we need to start barring them from watching M.A.s and... Oh, God. And then only certain M's they can watch. And then we would just sort of lie and play games to, to find ways to make it work. Oh, yeah. My dad worked um, night shift and he used to... When South Park came out, he would record South Park on VHS so then he could watch it. Yeah. Um, before he went to bed and whatever. And the amount of sick days I chucked so I could fucking watch those VHSs. Too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to. Like, I think when, at first when we when Futurama came out, we used to tell them that it was The Simpsons because they didn't like Futurama. <laughs> but eventually they caught on to that one. Unfortunately, <sighs> Futurama is the best. It's so good. Yeah, I wish we'd persisted more. Yep, I think they should have kept on going with Futurama and killed off The Simpsons ages ago. Controversial opinion, but I mean, I say controversial because no one else is fucking saying it. <laughs> I mean, not because they disagree with me, just because they're too fearful to say anything. <laughs> they're too fearful to say anything about it. We get to the challenge now, as in we're watching the video. This overall was really good. Yeah, it was a good one. I think everyone did pretty good, actually. Yeah. Who were your tops in this? I was like, I think I immediately ex- expected um, Ella and Kitty to do oh, well. Oh, fuck yeah. They like smashed it. They were like the ones. Yeah. It was kind of, it was pretty obvious who the top top two and top bottom two were really. But the top bottom two? Well, top and bottom. <laughs> <laughs> top bottom! But I didn't think anyone did bad. Oh. Okay, so yeah, I thought Crystal and Vanity were good, but they were yeah. just slightly, they were just ever so slightly outshined. Yeah, I, I just think watching this, it's obvious that Elle of a Day and Kitty do this for a profession. Yeah. And these two are like trying to give it a crack. Yeah. Like they're not perfect, but yeah, they're, they're giving it a go. They are HSC students doing drama. <laughs> You know what I mean? A like, levels. A, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. They're A levels. Yeah. Oh. It was decent. <laughs> um, so. Oh, the baby was funny. Yeah. I loved when the <laughs> when um the what do you call them the big red, what do they call them in Doctor Who? I don't like Doctor Who. 
I did like Doctor My Who. My super like... best friend loves Doctor Who, so it's really awkward. But... I, I did like it, and then for some reason I stopped watching it. I think I watched like maybe the first two seasons. What do they call them? Those oh, like the newer one. No, the the red like the red things. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I never watched the original original Doctor Who though. That's too yeah. I don't think I ever will. I'll never try. That. It's very old. It's been going on for a very long time. That one's too old. Too old. There are a lot of really good gag moments, like when fucking Kitty Scott Claus is like meant to be lying on the table with a like <laughs> it looks like an alien dinosaur thing is coming out of her belly, and she's like stroking the head of it. It's so gross. But I really <laughs> loved it. <laughs> I'm loving the set as well. Yeah, the set was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now th- this was this was lots of fun. This could be like a YouTube mini series or something of just like little silly skits. I actually did like um, a scene reading or like a group, a script reading. I don't know. Yeah, whatever you. A table read. That's the word. That's the yeah. That's the term. A table read of a show like this actually. Hmm. But yeah, I never heard from them. Mm. <laughs> Do you think it's because you you couldn't remember that you were sitting at a table? They're like, it's a table read. And then you're like, hi, I'm I'm at the fridge. <laughs> Where are you guys? And they're like... The chair read. <laughs> and they're like, um, it's a table read. Get out of the fridge. <laughs> I don't know. It was the only one I've ever Look, I've done. had this issue with you before where I've said, look, I'm going to meet you at the table. And then you're in a fucking park somewhere. Nowhere near a table. It's a constant <laughs> issue with you. But, you know, it's all right. <laughs> I'm at the table. That's a cupboard, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm coming out of the cupboard. It's closet, Sean. Jesus Christ. Get- <laughs> um, but I think my favorite bit was when they kill Ella Bidet and it's just like teeth and the wig <laughs> and the eyeballs on the ground. That was so fun. Yeah. What the fuck is Graham Norton wearing? Yeah, Graham Norton's here this week. Okay. Is it... Is it babies? Where is he? I asked, and the iPad's not showing it now. Michelle's just having a chat. And telling Crystal how terrible she is, and she should quit drag, and, you know, she's the fucking worst. Yeah, and then Graham's going to give a useless comment in a minute. Okay, what is he wearing? He's getting ready to say something useless. Mm Mm-hmm. Russell actually gave reasonably good things. Love him. Who's he? Where's he from? Um, he's an actor. He's like I. Well, the only thing, the only thing of his I've, I've like watched properly was um looking. But um. But yeah, I guess like he's very big in he's very big in Britain. He was in something that was big recently as well. But um, that had Emma Thompson. Um. One that she's basically playing a female version of Trump or something in. I never watched it. Hmm. But yeah, he's he's in a lot. Like he's yeah, he's well known. He's a well known actor. He's a well known gay actor. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. He's probably on all of them's bucket list. Okay, so everyone sort of they're in the workroom now. They've just gotten their critiques. Crystal is. Sh- 
packing it in because she's like, you know, they're saying that I'm probably in the bottom. Yeah. Would you be concerned if you got that feedback given the stage of the competition that you're in right now? Yeah. Also, yeah, you're on Drag Race. I forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, you guys, I'm going to get my headphones in. <laughs> start lip syncing. Fuck off. Stop talking to me. I've got to fucking practice. <laughs> I've got to fucking get, practice. Get, there's a fucking lip sync about to happen. And they're all like, no producers. Go away. Fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, need to, I need to practice my fucking lip sync. Can we, can we role play that? I'll be your producer and you can be the contestant. Yeah. Do you want to be Quinn from Unreal? <laughs> <laughs> then we can put the Unreal music on. Give me a... Da, da, da. You need to give me a fucking villain. <laughs> so, Sean, how many how many cats did you have when you were a child? I told you, Melanie, producer. <laughs> I need to practice Fuck the lip <laughs> so, I don't fucking want to talk about my cats. <laughs> <laughs> like so Melanie what were you like as a child fucking quieter than this <laughs> quiet so shut the fuck up so I can relive it well grounded calm and good peaceful of mind <laughs> I was very happy <laughs> it was a fucking happy childhood now shut the fuck up Debbie now let me practice my <laughs> lip sync <laughs> Never even heard of this fucking song. We don't listen to the radio. <laughs> that that's what would be happening. So they're giving their critiques and they look at Vanity Milan and I was so concerned because they're like, Vanity Milan, you are safe. The moment they did that, I was like, no one's going on. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck off. There's no way Kitty or Ella were gonna be at the bottom. Yeah. Too. So, yeah, the moment Vanity was, like, safe, I was like, yep, no one's going home. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, then they were all shocked when it was Crystal as well. I was like, what? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to be a top two. <laughs> it's a top two lip sync again. They did it week one. They're doing it again now. I thought it was a nice, you know, little twist, but there was half of me that I was like, I don't think anyone's going home, but also, I swear to fucking God, if these two have to lip sync against each other, this is the greatest injustice. Yeah. I was thinking that too, but mm-hmm. yeah. I had it, I was kind of like, that's what they, they're surely they're going to This do is that. the greatest injustice since Ricky Lee was eliminated from Australian Idol season two all those years ago. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was everywhere. Was that the Casey Casey season? Yes, it was. The Casey Donovan season and mm. the Anthony Kalia season. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. I think it was literally because the judges gave her not the best critiques and they just didn't have... I think what happened was... I think the controversy with that was... Because that was back when reality TV, you did genuinely have to vote. Yeah. Like, you did genuinely have to vote for things and it wasn't so right. produced. It was a bit more organic and it was genuinely a competition and whatever. But right, we did vote back then. They make you pay money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think what happened in that situation, there was like a football game or something on at the same time on another channel. So not as many people were watching it and didn't realize she was in the bloody bottom. And then, yeah, mm. she didn't get the votes. That was fucked. 
Mm. But I mean, she's fine now. She's got a career and shit. Yeah. I mean, she's only an Australian contestant of, you know, of the Idol franchise. So, I mean, she'd be flat out being worth a million bucks. But, you know, it's all right. She did well. She had the Young Divas. Those songs always still... That's not, those songs... Yeah, you know they all hate each other, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be That's surprised. why it failed. They all hate yeah. each other. But that song of their their version of um this time I know no it's for real still plays in um in gay in gay clubs to this day. Yeah. No, they absolutely hate each other. No surprise really. Mm. I think I think they yeah it's all a bit nuts. <laughs> also, whenever I hear that song, I never I can never pick out Jessica Malboy's voice. I'm like I when think was I, she there? I think she was a late addition. Maybe she was. Yeah, I could only hear because just Mal Boy can, is fucking talented. That one I can only pick. I can only pick out Paulini and maybe and maybe Ricky. Yeah, because just Mal Boy is fucking talented. Yeah, she is. Paulini isn't bad, but I kind of figure we don't need another Beyonce. <laughs> we need another Beyonce. <laughs> I think she has a peak. I think she has a standout voice, though. I liked her in her season. Mm. Yeah, not bad. So they're doing. So Kitty and Ella Day are lip syncing. Are you like for the top? This was a good lip sync. Yeah. This was a good lip sync. Oh, they both gave us a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ella gave us the splits, and Kitty gave us death drops. Ellie was um El- Ellie. Ella is Ella. very sexy. Yeah. In and out of drag, incredibly sexy. <laughs> it bothers me. Even as an Oompa Loompa, that's the thing. Yeah, I thought she made an Oompa Loompa sexy. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, but I love his personality where he's just such a dork and um and daggy, but he's still really sexy. I think that's what makes him sexy. It's sexy. Me too. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a good quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, they announced that they are both winners, baby. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I was yeah. I was cool. I normally don't like the whole there's no losers and, you know, everyone's a winner, baby. That's the truth. Dun, dun, dun. Everyone's a winner, baby. I hate that. That normally annoys me. <laughs> but this is the one instance that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Because they were equally as good as each other in the challenge, but they were both equally as good in the lip sync and it's probably good because they did a double elimination and then there was also a challenge where no one won so they've got one bloody badge left over yeah it's true mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a good thing and I, I like that like they're as far as the finale goes like ever like yeah except for <laughs> except for vanity <laughs> It's pretty even. It's a pretty even playing field. Oh, uh, I think I think the win. I think it'll be Ella or Kitty. I do too, but yeah, yeah. It at least like yeah. At least when you look at a crystal in the lineup, it's not like why is she there? No, it makes sense why she's there. Yeah, yeah. Not that it's although it's a little better with Bandit. At I least... wanted Charitza to be there, but you know I can't change that now. But yeah, yep. although at least this time, at least this time it's someone that's actually had a win. <laughs> yes. Yeah. From that last season, we, 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 Ellie, as much as Ellie Diamond was really good, it was like, dude, dude, like she doesn't even have a slight uh, chance. 
Yeah. She didn't even have a. She didn't even have like a, a subtle touch of a chance. It yeah. was like she's just in the finale. I, I do feel for Vanity Milan in the sense that you know she's kind of just sitting there. Yeah. Just waiting it out. And I think all the queens come back next week. Probably, yeah. They do tend to do that. Mm. Oh, and look, Alan's the judge next week. Yay. Not bloody Graham. Yeah. Sorry, Graham, but you suck. Sorry, (laughs) Babs. Good chat, Sean. Good chat, Mel.